Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Business Desk Today, the daily podcast bringing you our top stories for the day ahead. It's Wednesday, the 12th of July. I'm your host, Murray Jones. A proposal for the government to support the renewal of the inshore fishing fleet has been branded as an inappropriate handout by both the Green Party and New Zealand Initiative. The transformation plan proposed the creation of a commercial fishing boat building venture in Northland, underpinned by government support, including up to $18 million to buy the first three vessels and $17.5 million over 10 years for a vessel buyback scheme to retire old fishing boats. According to the business case, there were 169 fishing vessels between 16 to 24 metres long in the New Zealand fleet, with an average age of 39 years. Using standardised designs, the Northland facility could replace these with between 70 to 100 new vessels built to modern standards. This would have environmental, safety and regional economic development benefits, the business case contended, adding that a number of smaller operators had limited means to replace their ageing vessels. However, the Green Party's Oceans and Fisheries spokeswoman, Eugenie Sage, described the proposal as a subsidy for the fishing industry, which was capable of procuring its own boats. She said, Having government subsidise the major mechanism of commercial fishing without any environmental benefit, is problematic, referencing the fact that written parliamentary questions had revealed MPI hadn't carried out an environmental assessment of the inshore innovation proposal. Sage believed there were better uses of the money from an environmental perspective, including a buying-out quota to reduce fishing pressure. It is a draft plan, but it does seem another example of MPI being far too close to the fishing industry, she said. NZ Initiative Chief Economist Eric Crampton was similarly unimpressed. There would be a better case for an industry subsidy if the government was requiring the industry to quickly meet tougher new environmental standards, he said. However, that didn't appear to be the case in this instance. In response to questions from Business Desk, Oceans and Fisheries Minister Rachel Brooking said the purpose of the plan was to transform the fishing sector so it could do a better job of protecting the environment while providing more jobs and export revenue. Up next, and mid-sized construction firms have weathered escalating costs better on this side of the Tasman than their Australian counterparts, with lack of work as their biggest challenge. An MYOB survey of 274 business leaders and decision-makers in construction firms with between 20 and 500 employees showed businesses on both sides of the Tasman expect activity to perk up in the coming 12 months, with Kiwis doing it tougher than their Western neighbours. Still, the cost of building products has climbed at a faster pace in the larger nation, at 23.5% in the past 12 months, compared with 18.5% in New Zealand. Government data showed output prices for building construction rose at a faster pace than input prices in the March quarter, implying a widening of margins. The survey showed 49% of NZ respondents said those rising prices had forced them to absorb extra costs, and just 42% had to reduce their margins. The top challenge for NZ respondents at 48% was the shortage of skilled workers, followed by increased cost of materials at 45%. 
Statistics NZ figures showed new residential building consents fell 11% to 45,159 in the May year from the same period a year earlier, while the annual value of non-residential work consented was up 10% at $9.9 billion. Now, time for a quick ad break. Welcome back. And ASB Bank was in the Court of Appeal on Tuesday to try and prevent a class action lawsuit against both it and ANZ Bank New Zealand from covering all affected customers, whether they asked to be or not. The main case, which is yet to go to trial, centers on claimed breaches of the Credit Contracts and Consumer Finance Act 2003 by the banks when changing the conditions of their consumer loans. In a July 29, 2022 High Court ruling, Justice Jeffrey Venning agreed that representatives of both ASB and ANZ customers were able to bring class action cases against the banks on an opt-out basis. That means that all the two banks' affected customers are covered by the lawsuit unless they go to the trouble of formally opting out of it. The High Court, however, dismissed the customer's bid for Common Fund Orders, or CFOs, at least for now, describing such an order as premature. That would have allowed entities funding the legal action to take a percentage of any amounts awarded from everyone who received a payout, even those bank customers who didn't explicitly agree to the CFO. Both sides are appealing aspects of Justice Venning's ruling. The plaintiffs for both banks' customers are appealing the CFO ruling. ASB is appealing the opt-out ruling. The case revolves around incorrect information the banks supplied to consumer loan customers when making changes to loan agreements. The customers claim the banks therefore breached the CCCFA. The appeal hearing is ongoing. And finally, the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment's Government Procurement Centre is issuing advice on when government agencies should or shouldn't engage consultants and contractors. Labour has blamed the growth in consultants and contractors on the previous national government's cap on the number of public servants. It introduced a more transparent approach for agency reporting, targeting a reduction in operational expenditure, or OPEX, on consultants and contractors as a share of spending on the public service workforce. After setting a baseline of total spending of $900 million in 2018, the next three years saw growth about on par with inflation, reaching $941 million in 2021, meaning OPEX as a share of the total workforce spending fell from 13.4% to 10.3%. But then came a major blowout in 2022, blamed on COVID and major reform projects, which saw total spend reach $1,244 million and OPEX as a share jumped to 14.6%. Little wonder then that agencies are being told not to engage consultants or contractors to deliver core functions, particularly policy contractors. To find out more on the latest public sector news, check out Jem Traylon's weekly Business of Government Roundup on businessdesk.co.nz. Finally, to the markets, and the New Zealand share market lacked direction ahead of the Reserve Bank's latest monetary review, while shares bounce back offshore. With a rebound on Wall Street, the S&P NZX 50 index had an early morning rise, but soon went downwards until it was pulled back in a late surge. The index closed down 2.92 points, or 0.02%. 
There were 74 gainers and 50 decliners over the whole market on volumes of 33.18 million share transactions worth $133.92 million. That's all from me. Have a great Wednesday.